Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Low Man, and we are here for another podcast on the mixed messages from the doghouse. I got my boys with me. Shout out to my fellas, man. Say what up. Who going first? George. What's up? It's on me? Yeah, it's, it's on, on you. you, Doc. Yep. George Chuck in the building. All the way live. We right here at the Live Oak Lounge. Absolutely outstanding place. We appreciate all of the hospitality and the service that we've got here today. Uh, we got a shout out, Ashton, in the absence of our... Our homie Michelle yes. and, uh, and the homie Jake and also Caitlin. Caitlin's back there. So uh, we appreciate the good folks here at the Live Oak Lounge atop the Philip at Billups. So if you, you ever get down to downtown Biloxi, you got to come over to Philip at Billups and come they up got to what the Live you Oak. Need. Yes, sir. Live Oak Lounge. That's LOL. Y'all find them on all the social media platforms. They're there. All right, Chuck. Now you know how we get down, man. We're gonna jump right into this thing. What's first up on the agenda today? Don't, don't forget about Bert. Now, oh, what a minute, Bert yeah, ain't just, They just do me terrible sometimes. Y'all be look, y'all be hazing me because y'all say we be we be gotta keep this thing moving. Keep so I'm schedule. just trying to do my thing, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would like to thank uh the people who are following me. Let me introduce myself. My name is Bert Jackson, also known as Blackjack, 598 PE for the bill collectors, you- also known as Hubert Jackson Jr. When I'm not hiding from people. Uh, I had an idea. They had a plan with my co-host, Alosis Ballard, my boy, my other co-host, George Chuck Patterson. We get it in. We tell the truth. Some of the opinions you might not like, but it's always factual. Yes, hey. sir. You heard them. It is. And that is the philosophical brother on the platform. Last time they said I was bougie, but I wasn't drinking red wine. Yeah, you was Red wine. We're going to keep this thing moving, man, because, you know. Somebody else was drinking red wine, the guy in the middle. You know, oh. just saying, you know. Uh, yeah. Bert, Bert is uh, in his feelings a little bit because I was kind of talking about him last week. That's but all right. We're going right. to keep it moving. <laughs> you know, it ain't no thing, man. You know, it's all love. Chuck, Always. what we got, man? All right, look, here it is. Now, now, this one, I think we'll get a lot of chatter in the comments with this one. <laughs> uh, put, put something down in the comments. Yeah, yeah. look. Right down, right here. <laughs> I'm going to look dead into the camera for this. Yeah. Well, Y'all ready? Yeah. Preacher's kids. Mm. The stereotypes, the expectation. And lastly, church hurt. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, this is an idea that, that we had been discussing for a year. Oh, hey. Do we stop? Do we pause? Uh-oh. Or we continue? Right, I, I can pass with that. Now, y'all know this is a live taping. Yeah. So we we got we. This we, is Caitlin, and the live oak spoils us. There you go. Wave, Caitlin. Wave at the, everybody. Wave at the camera. Say hello. You gotta wave at the camera. Thank you. There you go. She waving. Hair um, freshly did. Absolutely loving the mason jars too. Yeah. Yes, sir. I got her. I got my mason jars like this big at home. Yeah. Chuck, get, getting distracted, y'all, because um, this they, is perfect. They serving food. Thank you so much. They they got us in some mason jars. Chuck, what 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 we got going on? Yeah. So so this one right here, this is um, actually one of my margaritas. This is a hair doer margarita. Uh, so you take your simple syrup and your sour mix, and then you you pair that with uh, a grand moyer or like some type of orange liqueur. Jorge, can you get some? B-roll? Yeah. Can we get a B roll of that? So again, you got the grand moyer a top. Or uh, maybe you should, Chuck, because you got better lighting, right? Okay. Now. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Whatever y'all do, I would advise y'all to follow Chuck's instructions precisely. Yes. Because uh, this drink is delicious. So <laughs> this is a margarita, and you make it like you would make any traditional margarita. But the thing that we're doing, we're doing a uh, there you go, Jorge, a higher grade tequila. So here, do a uh, tequila, absolutely outstanding tequila, and um, you pair that with your simple syrup and your sour mix, and then you uh, you mix that with. Or you, you put a topper with your uh, Grand Marnier. Uh Grand Marnier is absolutely outstanding, you know, uh, orange liqueur. Yes. But it it's you using tequila and cognac together because Grand Marnier is cognac. Right? To pair it. Yeah, to pair it. So perfect blend, man. Of course, nice, you got to put some lime blend. juice. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, if you don't know, we are launching uh, Chuck's new platform uh, in the mix. In the mix. He's going to be curating. Uh, a music playlist that will also go with uh, an actual beverage that you can make at home, right? Right. right. So, and the first one that we're going to uh, release, I think we're going to do the Mixed Up Mule. Yeah. 
Make and that'll be featuring uh, a Mississippi-based uh, vodka. Not to, you know, do any spoilers, but if you, you know, pay attention to uh, spirits and wines, you can figure out who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but we'll do that rollout very soon. You'll catch that possibly at the end of this episode. Awesome. So. Uh, back to the point. Back to the point <laughs> and, and getting back on track. Because we go. Now, listen, we're going to have a few things coming because, you know, this is a live taping. Right. And, uh, you know, we're enjoying uh, the, the vibe and the food here. Soon after Corona, we'll be able to have an open taping where y'all can come hang out with us. Right. And you'll be able to, you know, get in the mix while we doing. See how things go down. Might even do some interviews. Yeah. That's, that's right. That'll All right, awesome. Chuck. First topic of the day. Yeah, man. So, again, we're talking about Preacher's Kids. Here's the thing. Every one of us. Uh, all of the, the co-hosts for the Mixed Messages podcast. Yeah. We're preacher's kids. We are preacher's kids, right? Preacher's kids. P- Surprise, PK. PKs. Yes. Now, there are certain stereotypes, expectations. Say that. And there, and there are certain things that we've experienced. Uh, but there's also a view that we have of church hurt. So I know that we're going to unpack the stereotypes. We're going to unpack the expectations that that were set upon us uh, fairly or or otherwise. Right. But we're also going to look at and have some some conversation about uh, church hurt <clears throat> and a lot of the things that that particularly have uh, affected pushed. where it comes from. Yeah. Now, how can you One say way or other. how can church and hurt go together? It's not supposed to, <laughs> but it does. Like ice cream and apple pie. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, like some people don't like ice cream and apple pie, but it people. does. Anything you got Flaw- people involved in? Flawed, flawed individual. Come there on, man. But um, one of the things, uh, aside from our fraternal organization, yeah, and we didn't even know this until like our interaction with each other. We have so many similarities. It, it was just crazy. Yeah. And as you know, looking at close to twenty years of interaction of friendships between us. And the more that we spend time together, the more the similarities pop up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the more information we find out. Yeah. Right. But we're talking about PK or Preacher's Kids, a common uh, acronym for us and the way people look at us. One of the things that I was pulling up, because uh, I didn't want to speak specifically from personal issues, I wanted to see from more of a holistic view. And some of the things that I pulled up um, when you talk about PKs, uh, growing up as a PK can be challenging and complicated to say the least. Yeah, yeah. But the expectation and keeping up of it, and he wrote them down. And you got you got to stay on top of what you're doing, man. I don't want to lose sight of um, keeping up appearances, figuratively and literally. Let's let's put a pen note Mm. right there. Keeping up appearances, figuratively and literally. Mm. Um, What have what have been y'all's experience with that? Because I I got mine, and I'm I'm gonna go after y'all. Figuratively and literally, keeping so, up appearances. So I, I would say this, um, and I'll give an example. So growing up, one of the things that folks looked at me and it was like, uh, Chucky, Chucky, you in you in the band and you got the you know popping your Chucky, your, yeah, gyrating <laughs> and popping your pelvis. Oh, you was gyrating, yeah, gyrating, gyrating. Yeah, that's, that's that a old be, mother. I was getting ready to say that was a church mother. She yeah. was at least seventy. I mean, and and. And I was like, "Y'all heard him call himself Chucky." Yeah, that, that was that's for folks that met me, you know, previous nineteen ninety nine to now, you know. So, yeah, uh, you know, Chucky was the name, you know, prior to uh, my my matriculation to Tugel. There you go. Uh, but that was one of the things that you know, folks at um, the church that I grew up in. You know, he's in the band, and you know. Church names will be omitted to protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at things like, uh, what is that? Yeah. What? Is, you don't hear that? Uh-uh. Oh. Maybe it's mine. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, look. This looks oh, awesome. Oh, wow. I don't hear anything, but I see that pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish pizza. Uh, shrimp and what? Shrimp. Spinach and half and half. The bougie bros, you know, some people are fasting and they can't eat regular food. So, that, man, that yeah. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get a shot of that. Yeah. 
You can keep talking, Chuck. All right. So, so <laughs> the the um, we got sidetracked. Look, this piece looks awesome. <laughs> so the 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 conversation that Phillip I had Phillips. with a um, with a church member. I'm not going to say mother. I'm not going to say deacon. I'm not going to say any any of those things. Um, that conversation was one of those conversations where you know I, we don't you know think that's appropriate for for you as the the pastor's son yeah to be uh participating in, in things like that setting so, an example yeah and i'm like well you know not only am i um not only am i you know participating in a a band but i'm also learning to read music i'm learning to play music it's multifaceted it's not yeah. one dimensional yeah. but you, the only thing that they were looking at that gyrate was the, <laughs> and and here here's this the drum break that's the only part the, yeah. the, the dance routine so all, all the rest of the stuff, good stuff you were doing, the flight of the bumblebee, yeah, were thrown out. They must have missed that part of the show. You know the the Beethoven pieces that we played in in, in you know symphonic band, yeah, concert band where we were doing all of these these orchestrations where this beautiful music was put together, but marching band, come on, was their issue. Now here's the thing: there are more people that go to school off of marching band, yeah, than there Absolutely. are than there are. Kids that get football and basketball scholarship. The band is the biggest thing out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Absolutely. my mama was like, uh, "What do we play your drum? What? 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 What are we talking about?" <laughs> my mama did not. She did not say, "What the hell are we talking about?" But no, she, mother, she, first lady yeah. didn't say that. No, she didn't say that. She said, "Baby, play your drum." My first lady, my mama would have said it. Katie would have said it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, shout out to Katie Jackson. I forgot we don't need birds. What the hell are we talking about? Right. <laughs> you got to drop. Wow. I'm famous. <laughs> um, but Chuck speaks to something that is absolutely appropriate uh, because they're not, they only see one side of it. They just see you out there so-called popping your pelvis. Not the work that goes into it being fully dimensional right. and having different aspects of it. They just see, oh, that's the pastor son out there popping and locking. Now with me, I I had the Scooby Doo experience. So growing up in it, what is the Scooby Doo? What is that? Please well, you know, elaborate. Uh, when you go through in every episode of Scooby Doo, everybody was chasing one thing, believing that it was, you know, one character. And then you get to the end, and they pull off that mask. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. So I grew up thinking a lot of people in church. Had masks on? Yeah, <laughs> were people that, you know, were doing things that were one way. And then as I got older, I started to see the mask come off, where now you're no longer the person that you said you were. Man, these people in here showing up. Man, live OB spoiling out. us, man. Oh, my goodness. Look at they these wings. spoiling us. Look at these wings. Man. Oh my gosh! Have mercy! Ooh, boy! They, these, they, can they we get a close up of those? Uh, we, we, <laughs> Jorge getting all the he getting all yeah, that. He get wrong, that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Jorge working production man. He, King Media. He, he he keeping us in the game. Dog. Whatever you need, he got you. He got you. Just don't take him on Sundays. Right, we busy. Yeah, we <laughs> getting this work in. He can't. He can't go on Sundays. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, and you know the the thing about it is that I I. It's disappointing for you to be antagonized, like Chuck said, people judging you, people telling you God ain't with you for certain things, and then you find out that Hold they on, participate. Wait. God ain't with you, or that's not godly. Or that's not godly. That's, yeah. the, that, that's the comment they like to throw at you. That's not godly. I, I, and yeah. a lot of times it's both. Like, in my experience, it can be both. Like, where people are literally trying to make it seem like you don't love God. If you participated in things that, number one, they already experienced, or that it was outside of yeah. the church, because really right. it didn't it didn't matter in terms of the experience. Yeah, it was outside of of these particular set of walls. I'm finna give y'all another example, talking about what's not godly or the expectations of children. When my dad was pastoring, uh, we're talking about let's say mid mid to early nineties. He was met with opposition. Thank you. Thank you. Social distancing and cleanliness next to godliness. He was mixed, met with opposition regarding the praise dance team. 
Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. You talking about the the praise dance? Praise we talking about dance. praise dance. Praise dance team. That's why I said I, I, I'm gonna give you some examples, but that's just one that was appropriate right now. But we're talking about, like I said, early to mid '90s. There were people inside the church that was like, oh, "These children dancing in the church and messing up the floors of the church." And but you gotta understand, I, I get it from my daddy, Hubert Jackson Sr. Oh, he'll give you what you want. Yeah, godly. You know, cuss you out biblically. <laughs> Yeah. But after that started, you know, it kind of took off in the area. And then all of a sudden, you got praise dance and drill teams. So we had both yeah. early yeah. on. We had we had both. Yeah, praise dance and drill team. But it was met with opposition early on. Yeah. Now, here's the thing with me. Because, like, literally my entire life, I've been in this environment. And what I did not like was that a lot of people were turned away based on the fact that they had um, people destroy them for things that were man-made rules and and thought processes. Absolutely. So these weren't things that, um, thank you, these weren't things that, you know, would would be, I guess you would say God wouldn't say he was against. These are rules and regulations because you struggle with Seeing somebody kneecaps or somebody having a certain body type. Yeah. Foolishness. Or, or it it makes you thing. uncomfortable. It makes not all of us gotta be absolutely against it. Because you uncomfortable. Because you and, and that's what I used to say to people. I'm like, why don't you so just true. strengthen yourself and work on your own weaknesses? Because to me, that's the whole point of, of believing in God. That's your personal relationship, your development with him how you progress as a person because he already says that there is no such thing as perfection. Perfection comes through him. Right. So when you won't we, see perfection yeah. on this earth. So, you know, with me, you know, but they, they, they forget that part. We, we, we all were PKs, but the stigma we get were that PKs were the worst. They, you know, those are terrible kids, but then we had to deal with everybody else's children. Like, Hold, hold that point right there. We're right on cue. You know, Another thing, perceptions of children being held to a greater standard. Come on. Perceptions of children being held to a greater standard. Or uh, no experimentation, yeah. life lessons, i.e., you know, drinking, drugs, sex, things of that nature. Um, no life experiences. So um, your friend who may be the son or the daughter of this child that's critiquing every little thing that you do. But then on the flip side of it, any little thing that you do that's not based on their expectation or their experience or their view of how a so-called yeah. preacher kid should behave, oh, they want to ridicule it and pretty much crucify you. Yeah. So, you know, and it's funny that Lo should say that. Another thing, we're, we're, let's talk about church hurt. This is my own personal experience and I, I've had this conversation with other PKs the expectations of a pre of a PK on top of the fact that award shows um, academic or athletic sports football yeah nobody pays attention to the fact that Bert Lowe or Chuck is missing out on their father being at the game right their father being at the award show because the church and the and the shepherd of the flock comes first R revival going on revival no no you're not <laughs> going to come to the game because we got revival came can't can't miss church can't miss church and then like you know for the majority of my life my father has been a preacher or a pastor and you know but the sacrifices that the mothers Let's not talk about the sacrifices that first ladies make. Oh, man. Let's not talk about that. That's why I'm so protective of my mother. Because, Thank you. you know, I know the things my mom sacrificed. You know, women, and I, I can't even get into women being disrespectful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, my, my mom had like, to straighten some folks sitting on that front row. Oh, come on. And ain't got no. I'm going to share this conversation that my, that my grandmother told me. And it's just, not only am I PK, I'm a generational child. Yeah. Like, 
my grandfather was a preacher. Uh, the majority of the men in my family are preachers. My great-grandfather was a preacher. Yes, sir. Um, so it's a generational thing. But you sit and listen to these first ladies. My grandma used to say, uh, them old huzzies sitting on the first row ain't got nobody draws on. <laughs> I'm like, really, grandma? But, you know, you 12, 13 years old, and you don't understand that, but then it hits a generation later, yeah. and things of that nature go on with my father. Mm. And, you know, they got Katie twisted. <laughs> my mama the first lady, but she bought that life. If, if about you, all <laughs> of it. You know, I mean, just for those of you who don't know my mama, my mama got her first tattoo when she was 60 years old. So it <laughs> just tells you the type of lady she is. But those are the things. You, you don't look at how the children of these pastors and these first ladies are affected. You know, my dad is coming to support your child. You get them phone calls at 2, 3, or 4 yep. o'clock in the morning, and your father has to leave to go talk to the judge. Or go talk to this lawyer right. because on behalf. on behalf of your child because Pookie did this. Or, or even counseling and going to separate because y'all in there fighting. And now I got to go to school tomorrow, but I can't <laughs> even go to school because, you know, I'm in there tired because my daddy in there having to deal with y'all doing the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all do every other week. <laughs> but he the pastor, so he got to take these conversations. But y'all worry about me popping and gyrating, <laughs> man. Right. Come on, man. I'm, I'm watching in the parade, and y'all asking me about the music that I'm playing. Well, I heard I heard Chucky rolling down uh, 45 playing uh, Master P. Why wow, I'm keeping your kid out of trouble. Like, I ain't in juvie. See, that's what, that's what a lot of people don't understand. How about them apples? What are we talking it about? It was a lot of my homeboys in church, homegirls in church, that I, I gave advice to. That kept them off a lot of situations. Yeah. Foolish. And I'm like, bro, y'all want to crucify me over one or two things and like that you feel like is wrong? Like all the good. And then, uh, you know, the thing about it is they get you with the stay in a child's place when they don't want to have an oh, yeah. honest discussion about why is it wrong? Because, see, I was the kid. I always read. I love to read. So I read the Bible. Yeah. And then I'm like, well. One thing about the, this committee up here, I think we would be considered why babies. Yeah. You're not just going to tell me anything yeah. and not explain it to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I need yeah. It need to be some logic behind <laughs> why is it wrong. Mm-hmm. Who said it? Yeah. Where did it come from? Because he also <laughs> say uh, pay your lenders. And y'all in here shouting about not having and God didn't let you get evicted. Uh-huh. Well, how did how did that that situation occur? <laughs> how you ain't get evicted? Oh, daddy gave you some money. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to talk yeah, about that. You know all that other stuff. T- taking taking money out of our household. Come on, man. Because he is the leader of the flock, and you know, I, I think I can speak accurately for us. Our fathers had their flaws, but to lead by example. Oh, we consistent on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We consistent on that. I can't tell you how many discussions. And arguments that 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 my mama and daddy got in because big sister uh, whoever or brother whoever needed money yeah or their son needed something they was going to college before I went to college right and he needed some money to get him help and mama be like can you just give him some money last month boy them ride home from boy time. boy what you say what you boy, say. Listen. Right. It it, them, it will them, mature you fast. Them, them preacher kid conversations, bro. We we tighter than an NDA, boy. I'm <laughs> telling you, because it's so many things that that I know about folks that they don't even know you know. Nah. And and here here's the here's the thing. They will walk up to you and cheese and hug and do all of that stuff, and then in the back of your your adolescent mind, man, you're processing a- all of this in the back of your. I mean, and you talk about expectations. Like the expectations externally are one thing, but here's here's the other part of it: the expectations from your mother and father. Like, look, hey, we know what it is. Yeah, we need you to be who we raise you to be. Hold on, wait. But you got to hold water. Well, let, 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 let's get here. Um, okay. One thing, and 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 Chucky hit it on the head. The expectations, being a pre-PK, one of the greatest things I think it does 
the best thing that I can say, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. um, it matures you quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, like at at 10, 11, 12 years old, you see things totally different than most. You see the world for what it is. Yeah. Right. And that's the truth. Right. I, I say this. And this is probably my first time even this like we're you're witnessing a, a realization for me. If I had not been a PK, I probably would not have been able to deal with the loss of my mother at 17. Yeah. So I'm talking about prior to graduation, you know, graduation from high school, I'm headed to, to college. My well, mama did not get to see my, my prom, my last none, soccer none of game. The signature my, moments. All of those moments. Senior breakfast, all of that stuff. When I so, met when I met him, it, it, it hadn't been what maybe a year that your mom had paid. Yeah, it was May nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, which is a very intricate part in a man's life. Yeah. So you know, so my my mom passed like right before Easter in April. So yeah. I graduated May nineteen ninety nine, and then you look at straight to Tougaloo. Straight to Tougaloo. I mean. You, you do a summer internship, and I'm thinking about the the one thing that that kept you know in my brain. I'm like, no matter what happens to me, I'll be all right. Yeah. But you don't learn that. You don't learn it. Yeah. You don't oh, learn it, that. It, it with, takes some bumps yeah. and some scars to get yeah. to that. Yeah. And, and you know the thing I'll say is this: I I don't trade it for anything. There was a lot of hurt. Like a lot of times, people don't realize you carry a lot of hurt from being in a church environment transitional hurt and mm-hmm. you know for me I, I had an anger problem for a while and Bert you've been a, a amen lights amen lights can probably <laughs> attest to this I he really felt lights. like I was trapped in by my own emotion mm. like my dad I felt like my dad assumed the pastor role before my father role a lot of times. And then I hey, felt like my mom couldn't really talk about it because it pinned her between me and my dad. But then it was like, where do you talk to? Who do you talk to? Who can you trust? And I mean, thank God for my sister. But it was like, we in the same prison. Right. L- low. <laughs> right, Boy. right. Well, you just you just made the hair stand up on my arm. Real talk. What you just said is 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 was my reality yeah or is my reality and um at a very early age it, it, it was in between i'm gonna say from 14 to 17 was a real critical age for me and, and looking at it now 30 years later 25 years later i became a counselor because i had anger management yeah issues yeah it was I, I, and I and I process this. Everybody processes it differently. Mm. Every my dad had time for everybody. Bro, that feeling right there. Everybody but me, and it was but not because not because it was intentional. No, but because my mother's expectations, how she finessed it, or how she explained it to us. He's a servant of God first. Yeah, but while you critiquing Chuck gyrating. Or you critiquing Bert riding around listening to UGK in his Jeep. You not understanding the sacrifices that are being made in the household. Like my dad put others before his family. Yeah. And that was the expectations and we had to be okay with it. And yeah. do you think that has a lot to do with why the, the Catholic Church tends to uh, re- prefer that their leadership or their men of God are without families? It, it, it's, it's logical. Yeah. It's logical because it takes a special kind. It takes a special kind. But that creates a whole other problem. That's yeah. a whole new zero. Right. We, we ain't we, got we time for that in this episode. That's dog. another episode. <laughs> Can't really point no fingers, but all that's understood <laughs> need not be explained. What are we talking oh, about? <laughs> On that one. But, but, but it's funny you should say that. That, that is an appropriate... Uh, Assumption and connection there. Now you know we 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 really try to work on not just talking about subjects, but also giving some type of insight to grow and develop. Yeah. What what I would say and suggest to anybody is you cannot hold on to hurt. You cannot hold on to things 
that alter you from growing. Me being angry kept me from a lot of things within me that I know I was purposed and needed to be in touch with. When I let go of that, and, and here's the thing, you have to separate yourself from a lot of toxic stuff. Yeah. People don't understand it. They toxic won't people, agree toxic with it. Behaviors, because, toxic thoughts, toxic yeah, feelings. Yeah. And people will do you wrong and then want you to clean it up and then be okay with being in that environment. Yeah, it, it, sound, I, it sound like America right now. Oh my gosh. I'm like, nah, man, this ain't this ain't and my, it's not that you have my granddaddy that is a preacher used to call it piss on you and, and tell you it's lemonade. lemonade. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it, it's okay for you to acknowledge that, yeah, you did something to me. I I deal with it. I voiced it. I say it. But now I got to remove myself from it. Because at the end of the day, it's not healthy for me to remain here. Sometimes things can go so bad where you really just don't have to deal with it except in small doses. One of the things that I was working on, Low, and it speaks to exactly what you said when I was doing uh, my first master's dissertation. And it was an epiphany for me. When you hang on to hurt, when you hang on to bitterness, and and, and let let me back up. Hurt has a lot of synonyms, and it dresses itself up in a lot of different clothing. Yeah. Uh, Bitterness, anxiety, frustration, um, selfishness. Yeah. Pride. Comes in a lot of different uh, varieties of how you dress it up. But on the flip side of it, when you hang on to those things... It delays your arrival to to greatness. Whatever your calling is, it delays it. Yes. And I mean, I'm not just saying that from a from a theoretical standpoint. I'm saying it from a personal standpoint because there are things, as Lo just spoke about, that I know that was that I'm destined for. That I know that was my calling. That I know I could have been better at or could have arrived earlier at. But because I was hanging on the bitterness, or I was hanging on the issues, or I was hanging on to resentment. It delayed my arrival yeah. emotionally, spiritually, and even physically in some situations. So when you hang on to those things, you're hurting yourself. That's really what they mean when they say that you're hurting yourself. And we'll discuss it in another episode, yeah. how, how you work toward and work away from those things. Yeah, man. Look, if you're seeking out, Bert, tell them some ways they can they can get therapy or you need it. Like, what are some outlets people can do? One of the things that... Uh, the best thing that you can do uh and it's funny we're coming up that on that on another episode african americans minorities we run away from mental health we'll go to the gym over the last 15 20 years oh we'll yeah. fix this body we'll, we'll, fix we'll, the natural body. we'll get the outside together but our engine is shot <laughs> our emotional engine is torn up you know we got a ferrari on the outside but we pushing a yaris emotionally yeah so one of the things that you have to do, number one, check your surroundings. If the committee that surrounds you yeah. um, is not positive, just simple things, positivity, pushing you to be better, getting you away from negative things that can hurt you emotionally, spiritually, or physically, if your committee is not doing that, and everybody, you know, some friends, <laughs> you don't really have no real friends if they're not pushing you to be better. Yeah, you keep saying that to the people. I hope somebody's going to get it. Please, if your friend's not telling you, not checking you, uh, Bert, you went too hard, uh, Bert. And and explain that. It's not you showing up after something has exploded or imploded. It's too too late then. Yeah, Yeah. it's too late. Don't be somebody picking up pieces for me. Let me encourage you. um, (laughs) Follow your intuition. If there is somebody, um, and let me look at this main camera. If there is somebody that you care about and you see that there are some things that may not seem right, aren't aligning themselves, something's out of order, usually the intuition that you have is the right intuition. Pull your friend to the side. Pause and consider on this part. You don't have to do it in front of a group of people. If you really care about them, pull them to the side and have a conversation. Be prepared to give them time, examples, right, and and, and 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 specifics about the things that you see in their lives that they may have changed. And you know, you might be met with some opposition, but keep pushing the issue. 
if, if, if the Lord says the same, so to speak, hopefully it'll get through instead of doing like what Lowe said, picking up the pieces after the explosion. Boy. <laughs> now, look, uh, we got to pay some bills real quick. A few. <laughs> and, 14 uh, of them. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to uh, Clipping Sheets for um, being our, one of our first advertisers. Lots of people today are cutting their hair and beards at home because they can't go to the barbershop with COVID going on. Got a solution for you. Clipping Sheets. That's right, ClippingSheets.com. And if you go to them right now, they're giving away a free box of Clipping Sheets for absolutely free to the first 25 email subscribers using our promo code GOBEYOND. And this is only for the month of September. The cost of shipping is on them. The cost of the product is on them. That means it's absolutely free to you. It'll get mailed out to you when you subscribe with your email address on their website. That's ClippingSheets.com. Prevent bathroom sink messes while you're clipping your hair and beard at home. So go check them out for free at ClippingSheets.com. All right, shout out. Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, I thought Chuck was go. in the mix on that one. Um, moving forward, shout again to uh, ClippingSheets.com. Look, man, go sign up. Ladies, if you're watching and your husband shaves or does anything that uh, leaves the bathroom sink dirty. Go ahead, call it manscaping. Yeah, man, <laughs> that manscaping. <laughs> Go to ClippingSheets.com, sign up. All you got to do right now, since this is for our podcast people, go to ClippingSheets.com, sign up. All you got to do is put your email in there, and then they're going to send you a free box of clipping sheets. A whole and box. It, and it fits to your sink, so when your man is manscaping, or fellas, when you're manscaping, it'll collect all of the hair. It won't get on the counter. It yep. won't get on anything. And when you're finished... You ball it up and throw it in the trash, period. Yeah. All right, moving forward. Uh, Chuck, let's see. All right. Oh. Oh, oh. Hey. That's how you feel. Boy, I still got some gas in the tank now. Hey. Don't, don't get me out of my shot. All right, dog. Who, who, <laughs> yeah. who, who we got in the doghouse? Now, look. Dog? Now, look. You know, we got to make a distinction. There is a distinction. Okay. There's, there's a doghouse. And then there's the doghouse. Now, mixed messages is from the doghouse. From the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> now, but we put people in the doghouse in every episode. So now the doghouse, we've got NFL fans for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if y'all are anything like me, I, I I'm, I'm a, an avid consumer of the written word and Quite often, I, I come across things on, on social media, and lo and behold, I saw Skip and Shannon. What is, uh, what is it? Uh, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Yeah, Shannon Skip. Shannon Sharp. Yeah, and Shannon Sharp. I know Shannon Sharp. That's HBCU grad, you know, South Carolina. Um, straight out of Georgia, right? Right. All right. Now, they were talking about this, and I was like, man, what what is what is Shannon going off about this week? Man, these folks from the Kansas City Chiefs was booing the unity movement. The, the unity, like, of, of, right. of, <laughs> of people coming together. Like, hey, and, and here's, here's the most confusing thing for me. Yeah. If you tell somebody we're doing this as a moment of unity, meaning this is, this is designed to inspire they spent time prefacing how right. this was going to go. We the, the the they they prefaced the action with an explanation. So when you tell somebody a, exactly a very detailed explanation, yes, and then y'all gonna boo. So so in 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 true Shannon Sharp fashion, yes sir, he. Unraveled it. He unfolded. He dissected. Mr. Cognac. Yeah, yak, yak and mile. Yak and mile. <laughs> Bruh, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. 
Now, I don't fool with Skip no way. <laughs> Skip be out there by himself. I'm, I don't fool with Skip no way because Skip was talking about Dak Prescott one episode. And what you're not going to do is uh, get on a man who's, who's trying to be um, transparent. transparent about his mental health and the things that he had he has had to deal with during the pandemic and, and all of those things. So, you know, I'm, I'm already looking at Skip very, very skeptical it's, and side-eyed. Especially when you profit off the skill sets of yes. a certain demographic. You're, you're not an analyst. You're a talking head. Yeah. You, I don't do, even do know I if you ever played football. Own? Do I need to do my own? What the hell are we talking about? So, so not 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 to to digress too far with yeah. with Skip Bayless, but you know, for the record, fuck Skip. Um, Why don't you just say how you really feel? Hey, man, look, my hey, my my folks told me to shoot straight, and and as I got older, I aim at teeth. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you how I really feel. Them hands, <laughs> all right. Aim at teeth. Yeah, them hands. University is available. I give you as a full scholarship on site. <laughs> black chase, black with no chase. All right, for real, for real. But the Kansas City Chiefs fans, show not, that, the, not the Chiefs, the, show the players. Show they whole ass. Hey, man, what are y'all doing? And it was um, it, it was deplorable. Two glue word. Oh, deplorable. It, it, it made the, the, the franchise look terrible. Ma- and, like, and, these, these are y'all fans. These oh, are people who and, like And, them. like, what I do appreciate from the ownership and the management Oh, they 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 tried to distance themselves from that. Oh, they totally. were in unity with the players. Yeah. They was like, "Look, this is not what we expected." And even uh, my home, my homie, he came out and spoke out. Was like, "Bro, what y'all doing? <laughs> what y'all doing? You are upset at somebody discussing unity. We ain't even going to the Black Lives Matter. We didn't we didn't pick a, a org. We yeah. just said unity." And when the teams came out there, it was a beautiful gesture. Some people said it was symbolic. Some people said that it was gesturing. Whatever the fact may be, sometimes you have to have these hard conversations in these these uncomfortable places in order to get the result that you want. Whatever you may feel about it, we're way better than we were a year ago when everybody was trying to run and stick their head in the sand related to these issues. Now, I was going to say... The uh, report came out uh, in 2018. It was like a 25% approval for kneeling or protesting the flag. Um, 2000, and I think now the approval rate is uh, maybe 52% mm-hmm. after uh, the George Floyd and a lot of the other situations that have come out. Yeah. Um, which means that we still have a significant amount of people who don't get it, who still don't get it. And no, 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 no. Y'all being nice about it. You say aim at teeth. Who don't give a damn? Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Or who choose to just remain silent. Silent silence gives consent. I heard I heard this statement. And 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 truthfully, I don't think it justifies being silent. But the demographic and structure of how Um, A lot of things are systematically set up in America. The percentage that does not care. um, What goes for one goes for all in their home. So even if you did have an opinion about it, you're not going to have one. Uh Uh-huh. Even if you had an opinion. Yeah, it it just doesn't matter. Because the head honcho of the household says X, Y, and Z. Right. That's the way you're going. So... When you factor in that notion, you're not getting the true opinion of what's really going on. Yeah. You're just getting someone who is being influenced to have a certain appeal about what they got going on. So in the end, you know, I tell people, man, you know, the best way, and this this leads to our call to action, Chuck. Yeah. You got to get out. You got to be represented. If you don't like what you see and you want to be heard. What are some ways we can do that, Chuck? Man, one of the things that you can do is make sure that you're, you and your family and your friends and your community members are counted in the U.S. Census. So with the census, you got folks that are out there, you know, like right now. It matters. That are, they're enumerators. They're coming to your door um, and they're doing follow-up. So some folks have already completed the census. Uh, a lot of people in the communities that we live in 
are uh, are among that number. Yeah. But there are certain folks that might be geographically not so close to us, or we know that there are people that say, "I don't believe in giving you know this type of information." See, there is a there is a reaction to your inaction. So by you not participating in the census means that certain people go uncounted. Yeah. And then when we have people that go uncounted, then we lose representation because if we have a certain number of people that are counted, then we gain more seats, more congressional seats. All right. So beyond that, when we put people into these congressional seats, meaning that when we vote for uh, representative such and such or the person that becomes representative such and such, they ultimately elect the president of the United States. So our inaction over the past, let's say, 16 years has led us to the person that we have in office right now. No names to mention. We're just calling by his number. Yeah, 45. Yeah. The only 45 that I like that I call by his name is Michael Jordan. That's the only one that matters. Right. Come back like Jordan wearing a 45, but but 45 to 45. Look, Buddy was able to muscle his way into office because... He had people that said that they would support him. And meaning that you got right. folks out there that um, that put their person into that congressional seat. Um, and that's that's where we are right now. That's exactly where we Strategic are right now. Strategic placement Man, benefits those exactly. behind the scenes or those who push certain agendas. But they got that action. You got to be about that action like Jackson. You can go to MississippiMove.org. MississippiMove.org, and you need information about registering to vote. You need information about the census. Um, and you can reach out to, to our homie Mac, Mac at MSMOVE.org. That's Mac at MississippiMove.org. Uh, Mississippi Move is, is one of the, the organizations in Mississippi that has been on the ground for a number of years doing voter registration, education, and mobilization and making sure that the disadvantaged and disenfranchised communities of Mississippi get pushed towards action, I like, moving towards action. I like speaking uh, truth to power or power to truth. Depends on how you look at it. Um, everybody isn't uh, aware. Give them an example of what disenfranchised or disadvantaged is, Chuck. Speak to those people. Make it plain. So disadvantaged is a community of people that that one do not have access. So if you don't have access to information, meaning that uh, broadband internet is not available in your community, meaning that you don't have the funds to purchase it, then you've been disenfranchised because uh, in the age that we live in, access to internet is is access to information. That's yeah. everything. Uh, some folks don't have cable in their house, so that means you can't even watch the news, right? Absolutely. So if you don't have cable, you don't have internet. Yeah. Then you you're you're cut off from the information that is being shared day to day. All right. So that's that's one one form of disenfranchisement. There's another form of disenfranchisement when you are prevented from voting or you are being let's say you have access to that information and then you're consuming that information and all of the information, every bit of it is pushing you or encouraging you to inaction then you are literally being disenfranchised because of inaction. The information that that you're receiving is encouraging you to not, meaning that, all right, I'm going to say everything possible to encourage this person to just stay home. Your vote don't count. Or um, these people, they've been been doing y'all wrong for so many years. No, we, we ain't worried about them people. We suck we in the whole body out of your environment. A concerted effort. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, man, look, if if we feel that the folks that are in the in these positions, and I, look, everything happens locally. I know we're talking about. I, I I put a grand focus on the federal election, but the thing is, the federal election is dictated by everything local. Yeah, absolutely. Everything local. So when you don't put people. That you know in office locally, ultimately that, that it trickles up. Yeah. So you get what we have now because the folks that we have locally, they voted for that dude. Yeah. <laughs> they voted for we didn't. In real time. So but but don't forget now, 
technically, the popular vote, he lost by three million. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't vote for him. They voted for that dude. So we we encourage you again. Uh, every episode, we're gonna keep talking about this. Yep. Get out and vote. Go to Mississippi Move. It's a ton of information there. Uh, absentee val- ballots and everything else you need to try to sign up to make sure you're heard, counted. Information about the census is there. And uh, before we get out of here, we want to shout out again uh, Live Oak Lounge. That's right. Um, yes, sir. So what yes, are some sir. of the things they got going on? So, look, man, live music, uh, 8 to 11 every Thursday is what they got, got cracking. Yeah. Um, they also have 50 Cent Wings, 5 to Close on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then they have Pork Chop Monday, large bone-in pork chop with pork collard chop. greens and cornbread for $10. Poke. Going to eat your Look, collard greens? <laughs> even if you you don't want to come sit in, and, and right now, outside of us, it's like it's, it's one dude in here. And the game has gone off, and the other four people left. A lot of people aren't out right now, but they've been rocking and rolling on the pickup. Bro, this food is Dang it. So you want to get you a, you want to order a pizza or you want to get that uh that pork chop on Monday? You don't want to cook on Monday? Go ahead and get that pork chop on Monday with the collard greens and cornbread. And then Thursday, they got burgers and fries for $5. Normally their burger is $10. So if you want to go on Thursday, get that $5 burgers and fries and then also they'll be making the uh the mixed up mule and then also that uh that paradour or the horseshoe margarita. They'll be making both of those, and you can find that on my page, and you can make it at home if you want. Yes. Service is great. Uh, you you be able to, yeah. Service is great. Shout out to uh, Michelle. Michelle, yeah. she she uh, left us hanging today, but she left but us she in great gave, hands. Oh man, shout hey, out bro. to Jake. Yeah, Ashton. shout out to Jake too. Yeah. yeah, Ashton. They do happy hour every day except Sunday, and then they run specials on Sunday. Oh, man. I didn't even know that. Yo, women. And and listen, if you're saying, how do I find it if you're on the coast? It's directly across the street from the Bow Revive. From the Bow. You can throw a rock from here to the Bow Revive sign. And, even, and more simpler, yeah. even more simpler than that, uh, if you know where the stadium is. MGM. Right. MGM Stadium, it's on the corner of Kyle Vick. There you go. Now, and man, we, we thank y'all for watching, man. Like, look, we appreciate y'all. If you notice, we, we kind of upped the production a little bit. Shout out to the Patreon Nation. We got we some new fancy. We and, fancy. Uh, everything we do, man, we're just trying to build this thing to constantly bring more information and bring better content to you guys. But we so, need y'all, though. We need y'all, man. So if you want to advertise, hit us up. Send us a message, man. Um, shout out again to ClippingSheets.com. Shout out to uh, the Live Oak Lounge. Tell your people. Follow Tell us. People. Hey, I'm wearing I Got It Made today. Um, Me look, too. You too. Uh not today, but oh, I always oh. represent my HBCU. HBCUs versus everybody. Everybody, come get it. Come get it. Man, we're going to see y'all in the next one, man. It's your boy, Lo. This is Bert. I'm Chuck. And we out. Peace. Peace.